It's the After the Snow podcast. We're back. I'm your co-host, Dave Mays. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Breakbeat, which is the new content and technology company for the hip-hop community, the podcast network Breakbeat that we're part of uh, right here with After the Snow. And I got my co-host, my guy, Freeway Rick Ross. What's up, Rick? The camp is back. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, yes. What up, Dave? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good. See, like it's been forever, man, since we talked. I know. This was a, a long week for whatever reason, you know? Well, you know, airports, you know, I slept on the airplane the other night, man. I was in the airport from 6 to 2.30 in the morning, man. I didn't get to bed till about 3.30 in Houston, spending the night in Houston. Uh, you know, these airplanes are going through it right now, these pilots, and, and I don't know. The world's in chaos. I know. I've been hearing a lot of, a lot of stories about air travel and airport problems and stuff man so uh so where where were you over the last week in addition is it just houston or have you been in other places no i went to new orleans man i went to the uh uh the essence festival for my first time unbelievable experience you know yeah uh never saw so many black folks in one place at one time uh beautiful black professional women so so all my books all my t-shirts oh a Great. day before, a day before I left, so you know I had a little time just to kick back and uh, uh, relax. Sad. I got, I got me one of those facials while I was down there. You know, let them work on your face, and you know, okay. I, I got it. I got, <laughs> I got I to switch up a little bit, man. I see that. I see that new glow. <laughs> <laughs> so I was there. Then I, I left there. I went to uh, New Orleans, Mississippi, with uh, uh, my man Glock. Uh, 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 Chris Grindhard Radio. They did a car show. Um, saw some nice dancers down there. Um, left there, went to Atlanta. Uh, got my got my teeth cleaned, and you know, with my man Bella, you know, did a great job. And he said, "I've been sending yeah. so many people. He didn't even charge me." Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, what else, man? Uh, I left there, and uh, I was on my way back to LA. You know, thought I would get here a day earlier, you know, so I could uh, spend some time with the kids, hit a few tennis balls. Um, but I slept in the airport, man, long, long airport stay, you know. But uh, that's part of this business. You know, when, when you're grinding and you're trying to come up, you know, you got to be prepared. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to sleep in the airport, man. All right. All right. How do you keep up with all you all these bookings and events and stuff you're doing, man? You're all over the country. Um, how do people contact you to to get you for these these things well you know i got i got quite a few people to help me man my man echo you know uh echo yeah yeah manager slash road manager then i got cc uh, i got bow money you know uh, my she helps um so i got a lot of help because i, I couldn't do it myself you know i'll be double booking and everything i tell everybody yeah 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 lock it all right. in all right <laughs> So, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have times, man, where uh, I'd be at, supposed to be in two cities at the same time. So, uh, uh, matter of fact, we had one of them the other day, you know, uh, Echo got it worked out. Though I was supposed to be in Kansas City at the same time I was I was in uh, Virginia, you know. So, uh, we'd we be having it, man. But, you know, I, I'm having fun. You know, uh, I can see the progress. 
you know, when, when you see progress, you know, you just keep trucking along, man, and, and, and pull more on it, what you've been giving it. And hopefully it'll keep going the same way it's been going. Now, how about keeping up with the gym and stuff when you're traveling? Are you able to do that? Because I, 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 I struggle with that. It's tough, Dave. Some days it's tough. You know, when I was in Atlanta, I got to go to the gym. Uh, I wanted to go and, uh, and walk Rocky Mountain. You know, they, they got a trail up there where everybody walks. I, I didn't get to go do that. But uh, uh, I'm sliding in there, you know, uh, more than I used to. Let me say that there. Not not as much as I would like, because uh, I would like to go at least five days a week. But uh, uh, I've, I've been getting it in, you know, two, three, four days a week sometimes. Uh, um, but I'm going to get better on that, even when I'm out of town. You know, uh, I, I just got to carve out some time for myself, you know. Uh, we always carving out time for other people and, and we don't take the time out for ourselves. And, and that's one of my goals is to start to uh, uh, carve out some time for myself because, you know, wealth without health ain't no good. Yeah, that's real. Um, last thing I want to ask you before we get into the show, um, any good vegan uh, food you came across on your Oh, my trip? goodness, man. New Orleans, man, they got a place. Let me try to think of the name of this place, man. It's uh, vegan. Oh my goodness! What was the name of this place, man? I can't think of the name, but they had some jerk chicken, uh, 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 vegan jerk chicken. It was hot as hell, and I hate hot food, but I ate the whole burrito, man. That's how good it was, you know. I, uh -huh. I took the pain. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. I took the pain, man. It was loaded with vegetables, and and man. The guy had it sauteed, you know, just just like, and it was a taste that I never, I never tasted jerk chicken before, so it was my right. first time, and, oh. and and it was just, it was just a bomb, man. Um, I got yeah, I, I, I haven't come across any vegan jerk chicken. Oh, when you go to New Orleans, that. I'm gonna turn you on because yeah. he he wants to throw me a book signing party there as well. So, uh, uh, definitely a place you gotta go, though, man. I hate I can't think of the name of it, man, because they were super cool at the restaurant. It was real laid back environment. They had it fixed up like an old place. You know, they had tin uh, around the wall. So it looked like, you know, like it was an old shack. Uh, but but it was really nice. The, uh, the place was really clean because, you know, I'm really I'm really I'm really tight on cleanliness. You know, like if if you ain't clean, I don't want to eat there, you know. Right. So uh, the place was really clean and and. Uh, uh, the food was good. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, so um, just to let folks uh, let folks know, um, today we're going to talk about the finale episode of Snowfall season one, the very first season from 2017. Uh, we watched the first nine together and uh, we watched the final 10th episode uh, this week, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, but we also want to let folks know we are going to jump right into season two and keep after the snow rolling. Um, so, you know, we welcome you guys feedback, uh, any suggestions, any ideas. Um, we're going to keep pushing and trying to, you know, keep the podcast uh growing and becoming, you know, more, more interesting for everyone. So definitely let folks know we will be back next week to jump yes. into season two. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's get it. And one of the things I wanted to tell them too, man, is is if there's anything that you want to access about the show, please hit me up on, on social media. I'll, I'll answer the question, you know, hopefully I can get to some of them. Uh, uh, but I'm very interested in, in, in feedback. Also, I ran into a couple of our fans at the, at the Essence Festival, man. They said they watch us all the time. You oh, know, uh, shout out to the people that watch us all the time. Uh, yeah. but they came and they bought books and, and it was cool. I sold all my books day, but they, well, I got there Friday, Saturday before Saturday was over. I sold all the books. So, uh, I didn't bring enough books. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, shout out to everybody that bought a book. It was, it was a beautiful thing. Good problem to have you. You'll be ready. You'll be you'll you'll be restocked up for the next round. I'm sure. No doubt. No doubt. Maybe next year we might have to do our podcast from there, man. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, I've never actually been to Essence Festival all these years. I've you know, of course. Oh, you got to go. You got to go. It's yeah. an experience. That was my first time. I've been hearing, but I never taken the time out. You know, to to do. Cause, well, I knew I was going to enjoy being there. You know what I'm saying? Fifty thousand women. You know, like <laughs> what man wouldn't enjoy being there? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But uh, it was just a great environment, man. Uh, uh, the people was cool. Um, it was cool. I'll be there next year for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, did you catch any of the concerts or performances there? I did, man. Um, okay. You know, by me, by me standing up for you know five, six hours selling books, you know, taking pictures. Uh, by the time it was time for concerts, man, I was beat. I went to get okay. in the shower and, and lay back. So uh, I didn't, I, I didn't did. get to do. Uh, I saw they, they had a lot, a lot of talent there. A lot of people. <laughs> they, they did, they did. Now yeah. I, I ran into a, a few of the artists, you know, just walking through the hotels and stuff like that there. But uh, you figure. The book signings was ending at like six. By the time I go get something to eat, you know, you're talking about seven, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, and uh, it was over for me. All right, well, let's um, let's jump into the episode. This is the grand finale. Now, the the title that they give to the episode is the Rubicon. Um, so, you know, I had to look that up and see what that really means. What and does it mean, man? A Rubicon is a line that when you cross, you become irrevocably committed. So it's like a, a turning point or a line that you cross and now you're basically you're all the way in. So I guess, you know, that applies to what we see. They see said happening. Franklin and 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 uh, Uncle and and they all committed now. They they're they're gung ho, exactly. and, and I kind of understand that too. You know, I've been there before, so I already know. You know, uh, it's like, you know, I, I have a thinking that uh, what I could have became before I started selling cocaine because once I got started, you know, people were telling me, "Oh, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it." But it's too late now because I'm totally committed. Yeah. Did you did you kind of go through a process where like, you know, yeah, you started, but then, you know, like how this is for now, at least everything's sort of gel. Like you said, you know, Jerome, he wasn't down at the beginning. Now he's in him and Louis, Leon, Kev, you know, the connect uh, the everything's in place. 
So did you feel like you went through a period of time where all of a sudden you were like, okay, I got this. Now I got this situation and now we're going to, you know, take it to that next level. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when, when I first got started, I tried to get my homeboys to get out with me because at, at in the beginning, we, we, we were really the only game and uh, there was other games in town, but not really, you know, they wasn't really in, in the game. You know what I'm saying? They, they was around the game and, you know, and, and tinkering, but uh, uh, it was really wide open. And, you know, my crew at the time, Freeway Boys, we probably was about 20 deep. And and I was trying to convince them to come to the game, but uh, uh, they most of them was very reluctant from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so um, the episode starts off our our guy, White, White Rob, uh, to me, hasn't, we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, this is Franklin's buddy from the uh, White High School in the suburbs that, that he was going to. Uh, drops him off. I guess Franklin's been staying over his crib maybe, you know, because of the drama that's going on and the shooting at his mom's house. Um, so uh, he, he's, he uh, gets dropped off at Jerome's. Jerome's busy counting the money. Everybody's excited. Jerome having fun. Jerome having fun now. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, oh man, Uh, this is this is it. You know, he feels like he can just. Who was I waiting on? Right. He's on ten now. He was. I was tripping. Exactly. He probably said I was tripping. Um. So he negotiates first. His first negotiation is with uh, Franklin. Um. You know, he says, "Hey, man. You know." When you first came to me, you said we could go 50-50. And Franklin's like, hell no. <laughs> you ain't getting 50-50, Uncle. You know, you turned me down. I did this all myself. It's all mine. I got the connect. I got the process. You know, I got the the the, uh, the product. And, uh, you know, I'll give you 10%. And they go back and forth. And they end up at, at, at 25. Uh, so I think Unc is happy with that as well. Yeah, both of them seemed like they was pretty happy with, with the deal they cut with each other. Uh, I guess you could say that's one of those win-win deals where both both parties come out smiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things that they're uh, planning on is uh, finding a place to cook the product. Um, and so Jerome tells uh, Auntie Louie who to call to go find a spot which later on in the episode, they, they go to check out uh, this apartment. It looks like an apartment uh, building or apartment, you know, apartment. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Back in the day, it was pretty easy to get an apartment in L.A. You, you'd be surprised. Um, you know, I had quite a few apartments and it was really hard to rent them. I, I remember I was trying to get four fifty five hundred dollars for a two bedroom. And it was it was a tough it was a tough market for landlords. Hmm. Wow. OK. Um, and you, in terms of using an apartment as a uh, place to cook and get product, you know, prepped and all that kind of stuff, is that was that and could that have been accurate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 figure uh, uh, what what I see in 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 the show. You know, I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit of where you are, but you know, when they go to Ivy, Ivy only give them two kilos uh, of cocaine, so you know that's fairly small. You know, you could you could almost do that in in 
you know, in, in the car, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice amount, but at the same time, it, it's not where you're going to be smelling cocaine and, and all that when you're cooking it, you won't get those effects. So it was a pretty, pretty uh, small amount. So yeah, you could do that in an apartment building. Now, when, when I was at my top, no, you couldn't do it at an apartment. You know, you're talking about cooking up 100 kilos, 150 kilos. Um, and, you know, we were cooking them in, in big pots, you know, and, and we had spoons that looked like uh, a bodor. So uh, uh, when you start cooking that much cocaine, it starts to put off an odor that that uh, travels, you know, outside of, of the apartment building. So, you know, when I started doing that, I have to, I had to own the apartment building myself. You know, I couldn't afford to go and uh, rent an apartment building and do that. I had to buy it where I, where I was the owner and I had all say so of what what went on there. And I knew who right. was standing. Uh, okay. <clears throat> um, so um, let's see what happens next with the episode. Um, Teddy, we check in with Teddy. Um, you know, they got a problem on their hands. The, the girl has got pictures of Alejandro and she's running around town trying to find him, put them on blast. Teddy's freaking out. Um, he tells Alejandro, you got to leave town. I'm going I'm to clean this up, but you got to leave town for a couple months. And Alejandro doesn't like that. And uh, so he takes it upon himself uh, against Teddy's, uh, you know, direction uh, to go, and kill the woman because Teddy goes over I think to her Teddy house. Had, Teddy has started to be kind of sweet on her. Uh, I thought. Did it seem like that to you? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that's a little kind personal. Of, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And he was just, you know, he's just he was obviously kind of just uncomfortable with those girls having been killed and having all the been time, all the time. Because he still, you know, he he still kind of got that. I'm saving the country and I don't want no innocent people to get hurt. That, I mean, that was my opinion on, on, on that with Teddy. Right. Right. Um, so, um, so yeah, he ends up showing up at the lady's house. Um, cause he calls, there's no answer. He's like, Oh shit. I think he kind of knew. Oh, I think he saw something in his crib that was missing. I think the saw or whatever, uh, uh, Alejandro was using that was kind of like a Scarface movie scene. Remember the movie? The yeah, scene yeah, Scarface? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I said the same thing. They jacked up a Scarface. Right, definitely, definitely. Sure. Uh, they did, they did. Um, but Teddy surprisingly kills Alejandro. That that was kind of wild to me. That well, he well just... I think Teddy had some suspicions of Alejandro, though. You know, I mean. Remember, he was spying on him with the with the with the Colombians. So so uh, Teddy had some type of feeling about Alejandro all the time. And then he didn't like the fact, like you said earlier, that he killed the girls. And then he didn't come clean with with, with Teddy from, you know, after, you know, Teddy started questioning him about it. Right. So so, so I, I think I think it was a little something we probably didn't see in the show, but it must have been like a little conflict going on with with the two of them where. It wasn't a total trust and and and, and honesty move, because remember right. Teddy wanted to go and meet the Colombians, and Alejandro didn't want him to go. But Teddy really wanted to go and meet the Colombians. Right, 
Right. Which he does, <laughs> which he does do um, at, at later on in this in this episode. Yeah, I just you know, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what Teddy's plan is, because if they're trying to fund the, the Nicaraguan rebels, Alejandro's a connect to the to the Nicaraguans. So he goes and he ends up cutting a deal with the Colombians after they. You know, he, he shows them. Well, the CIA help. was also tied in with the Nicaraguans. Not in the show. They're not showing that. But, you know, the CIA was training the Nicaraguans. So they probably had some other contacts. You know, he, he could have other contacts other other than Alejandro. Right. I think Alejandro was more the contact to the cocaine. From what, what wow. I saw. I Remember, see. because so. it was his his contact that 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 where the place got blew up at. That was Alejandro. Um and the Colombians here was his contact. I don't think Teddy had contact with, with cocaine. Nobody who could get cocaine. That's why he went down to go meet the Colombians, and and he came out with the cocaine. I think he took the money and and came back with 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 some drugs. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, did you notice the uh, the names of the Colombians when when they say their their names when he gets there? No, I didn't recognize the uh, names. He said, "Yeah." Uh, one is Diego and the other one was Danilo. Oh yeah. Yeah, they used Danilo. Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear Danilo. that. Well, they really bit that time. <laughs> Danilo and Diego, yeah, they had no problem just taking it. Wow. Even though Danilo was Nicaraguan, not Colombian, but right. Correct, correct, correct. But they threw it out there anyway. Right. They sure <laughs> did. On on the last episode. Wow. Yeah. They said, fuck it. Fuck it. We'll throw it in there. Um, But while we're on the topic, I mean, Danilo Blandone is really, you know, the central figure in your situation that, that, you know, really, you know, is the key guy. Um, Very central, very, very central in, 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 in my in my situation. I mean, all the way around, you know, from start to finish. Yeah, he's he's the biggest guy I ever bought drugs from. Uh, he also was my informant, you know, the guy that set me up. He also was the minister of agriculture for Nicaragua uh, before they got exiled. Hmm. Wow, I didn't even know that part. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it helps when you have political ties. <laughs> In high places. Right. And, you know, when he testified against me, he said that... Uh, Enrique Remutes, which was his boss, went on a fishing trip with uh, George Bush Sr. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Now, so is, is Danilo still alive? I don't know. You know, uh, I had him kicked out the country. You know, I found out that uh, a convicted felon uh, uh, who was a drug trafficker can't receive a green card unless in the president of the United States or the attorney general uh, grants him permission. And uh, I didn't think that neither one did. So I filed a motion uh, that he shouldn't have been allowed to testify against me. And uh, uh, they kicked him out the country. Okay. So you don't know whether where he is or if he's still alive. He's in Nicaragua. You know, we, we ran him down to do the documentary. We wanted him to uh, we wanted him to appear on the documentary. He wouldn't. But now, you know, uh, um, I had a guy tracking down about about eight months ago because I wanted to do another uh, 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 sit. I wanted me and him to sit down and and I get to talk to him about everything. You know what happened in our our case, 
uh, I just want to talk to him. You know, I, I think it would be, I think it would be interesting, you know, to get to talk to a guy who, who I thought was a friend, you know, who betrayed me. I, I would like to know what was going on in his mind, you know, when he was standing on the witness stand and uh, he knew that, that the prosecutor was trying to put me in jail forever. And, and uh, me and him had never had a falling out, you know, uh, why would you, you know, basically sacrifice my life, you know, right. which I kind of know the answer for you, you know, it's my life and his life, you know, uh, uh, but I still would like to look him in the face, you know, uh, just like he did in court. You know, he when, when when he testified against me, he had on glasses, he pulled the glasses down to his nose as if he was showing the jury that he really could see who he was talking about, you know, mm-hmm. and was looking mm-hmm. directly in my direction. Man. Uh, was that the last time you seen him? Yeah. Yeah, that was the last time I seen him or the last yeah. time I talked to him or heard from him or anything. Okay, so when you say you, you you tracked him down, somebody else got in contact with him or his people. Um, but yeah, one never... of my guys, one of my guys uh, from Nicaragua tracked him down. Okay, and, and uh, whoa, whoa. he spoke he spoke to Mark Levin, the the one of the producers on the documentary for the Cracking mm-hmm. the System. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spoke to Mark. You know, Mark Mark almost uh, had a nut. He was so happy to speak to Danilo because nobody else could uh, none of the other, you know, none of the other reporters got to talk to Danilo. Nobody. Right. Out of all this stuff that happened, uh, he talked to nobody. You know, he was he was under DEA protection. So uh, they hid him from all the media. So what was the reason he gave to not participate? I don't know. You know, um, <clears throat> you know, Danilo's greedy. He told me that that he would. uh he would sit down and have a talk to me on camera. Uh, he first said he wanted 75,000 and then eventually he went down and he said he would do it for 50,000. Uh, okay. but I wasn't, uh, uh, able to put up 50,000 at that time to, uh, to have that okay. sit down. Okay. So he will do it if, if the price is right, basically. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. You. you know, he's a hired gun, you know, once you become an informant, that's, you know, you work for hire. Whoever paid the All most right. money, that's who you work for. Rick, do you think there's more information that he's never shared that could come out of conversations with him? Uh, I'm sure it is. You know, uh, uh, you know, Danilo is a smart man. You know, he had a master's degree, so so he wasn't a fool by no means of the imagination. Uh, but he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything to hurt himself without some type of benefit. Hmm. Man, we should go so to I'm Nicaragua, sure. man. We we should go to Nicaragua and go see him, man. We can set that up. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a hell of a conversation, uh, like you said, for you you and him to have. Um, oh man, it it'll blow it'll blow the the, the the airways up. I mean, you know how how often has any anybody got to sit down and talk to their informant, you know, who also was their drug supplier. So uh, it definitely is going to be interesting, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, I just like to ask him questions about what what did he really think about me as a person, you know? How what was our friendship? You know, was it was it all just 
make believe and 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 you know where where you do business and when you do business you know you play whatever roles need to be done so it's a lot i would like to ask him for sure we might we might have the next breakbeat special production just uh figured out here man that could be it <laughs> well you know when you put when you put when you put sharp minds together man sharp things happen definitely definitely love that we'll talk I know, more i know he would tell you about that next scene with ivy and and and, and uh and franklin and and Hunk, negotiations right right so yeah what would you think of that um Abby was like, man, get the fuck out of it here. Was laughable. I'm a surprise. Yeah. It was laughable, you know. Um, for one, you know, we, we're talking about just a couple weeks ago, Avi was charging him 16 for one one kilo, and he's dropped $4,000 off, and they're only getting two kilos, and that's not how the game works, you know. You, you got to gradually work that price down. You don't get no four thousand dollar raise you get a four thousand dollar raise and you only bought one extra kilo no way you know uh, uh so so um when i heard him negotiating i was like oh man this stuff is laughable you know uh just even from the beginning you know when ivy gives him a kilo and he never seen the guy before you know he don't know if the guy's a dope fiend you know you don't know nothing about him and you just give him a whole kilo yeah okay Hollywood. <laughs> when 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 they see the movie, they're gonna see how you gotta get a kilo. You ain't gonna see how you get a how you had to get a get a kilo. Uh you just don't walk in there and they and they do it like that. That was that was laughable. So that was one of my one of my favorite scenes in the other 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 scene too, when when they did that negotiation and I just like, oh my goodness, they got it so wrong. Uh, yeah, so they um they uh yeah, they left there paying higher thanks to jerome um <laughs> but uh franklin wasn't too happy about that but um um let's let's talk about Lu- lucia and also and that whole side of things because there's a lot of action on their end of things to close out the season and you know we've been following also all season long he's one of our favorite guys maybe our favorite guy in the show i would say um definitely mine yeah so yeah so you know they have a lot they go through a lot i mean basically you know we left off with uh the the dad uh or the father who runs the uh family uh ramiro and his son pedro pedro went and snitched about what they were doing now the dad wants to take over the business and he wants to push uh lucia uh out of it uh, Lucia's dad has had been sick and now he's died. So we see uh, his funeral taking place. And, um, you know, her uncle, you know, basically moving further in and letting her know he's bringing in somebody to start learning all the all the books and everything and taking that over. Um, and uh, her the mom her popped up in the picture, too. Yeah. And for uh, some reason, the mom gave me the appearance as if she had some power, you know, it's. It's, it's like um, the way the uncle looked at her, mm-hmm. you know, he gave her a, 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 a look of respect. Right. You know, or, or, you know, somebody I can't I can't play with her. And then the right. daughter even asked her for help, but uh, uh, she refused. And, you know, I didn't know right. what that was all about. Why she 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 uh, refused to get a daughter help. Right. 
Right. Yeah. She showed up. She had some security guys with her and she definitely carried herself like a boss. I mean, she's the the wife of, uh, you know, the guy who, who died to see his dad who died. But apparently they must not still be together because she lives in Mexico. Um, but, yes, he does seem like she's somebody. And um, that was yeah, that was interesting. It was, it was. And, and then, you know, we talking about what also has gone over to, uh, the gang and, uh, <clears throat> he's filling him in and Lucia, you know, she's jumping, she's jumping from side to side, you know, like any way the wind blows is cool with her, you know, uh, uh, you know, she just got rid of also, you know, basically told also he had to go. And then right. once also she found out what also was doing, I guess the uncle might have might have drove her that way, too, when he told her he was bringing in the accountant. I guess that that could have. Uh, yeah. Well, she, she, you know, also had been in her ear telling her, look, you know, you're going to end up getting, you know, pushed out and working for these people, you know, these people that, you know, that don't fuck with you or whatever. Um, she, you know, she felt like. It was because she's a woman that she wasn't getting the opportunity in the family. And that's one thing the mom did uh, say to her before she left. She said, you know, your dad, um, you know, wasn't, you know, had nothing to do with you being a woman or anything. He believed in you. He loved you. But uh, what she said, I think she said, you know, your ambition, he was afraid would destroy the family. Something to that effect. Um, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So in a sense, you know, that may be what, what's happening um, uh, because, of course, she comes around, you know, the uncle, like you said, and, you know, realizes maybe she's in love with Oso, um, you know, and she comes around and says, OK, let's do it. You know, me and you, let's let's uh, let's take control of this cocaine business. And to do it, uh, they plan on wiping out her family um, at the funeral. Uh, you know, that's that's the idea that the stomper and his crew has when they come to see him uh, to talk about everything. Uh, he said that's the best time. You know, also doesn't like it. But uh, they're like, look, that's when they're all going to be there. They're not going to be expecting nothing. Everybody's going to be drunk and, you know, upset or whatever. And that's the best time. Uh, so at the end of the episode, we see uh, that happening. The uh, Stomper and his guys show up at the end of the funeral, spray up the place. Uh, also, and Lucia are inside and walk out, and she sees her uncle dying on the ground. Um, that was pretty another pretty dramatic turn of events. Yeah, it was. You know, you know the other one we missed uh, when when Franklin and him. Uh, uh, Killed uh, what's his name at the at the at the all well uh, site? Well, when they oh. have when they have his friend, yeah, uh, Ray you know, Ray we, had, we I I would love to hear what Franklin had to tell the guy to bring uh to bring him to him in the trunk. You know what was what right. was that conversation like, man? I would have I love to have heard that conversation where you can talk somebody into bringing. Uh, maybe his best friend, but also somebody that uh, he was intimidated by. Right. Yeah, that was that was a little bit strange. I mean, they had showed you that there was some kind of divide between them by the fact that Lenny, Lenny's the one that, that gets killed, that Lenny was the one by himself when he came 
and shot Leon. So that that was where Franklin, I guess, got the idea even more that, you know, maybe there was a a, a break between, between those two that he could exploit. But, yeah, that's a hell of a thing. He had the conversation in the diner with him. We're going to talk business. I mean, again, I suppose it was money. Um, and he convinced um, Ray Ray that, look, you know, this is the only way things are going to get settled down and we can all make some money. And I guess he was going to put him down. But at the end, he's like, come see me. So it was a little, yeah. It'd be yeah little, so it wasn't no deal already cut. Right. Or no, no ironclad deal. And then they threw him a roll of money, too. You know, they threw him a, right. a, a roll of money. It looked like it might have, if, if it was all hundred dollar bills, it was two thousand. <laughs> so they right. threw him a little money. Uh, 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 but but for me, that was really really interesting. I would have loved to have uh, uh, listened in on the conversation uh, when he was talking to Ray Ray about uh, bringing Lenny to him, and I would have liked to have seen how how uh, how Ray Ray got uh, Lenny in the trunk because everything I had always saw with the two of them is that that. Uh, Lenny was a strong rider too. Right, right. I mean, yeah, that, that's love to know that. Would love to know that. <laughs> so supposedly we'll see. We'll see if Ray Ray continues uh, into the next season, but it's set up for him, and so maybe we'll learn learn more about it. Um, but uh, um, what else? What else uh, for this season finale here? I think that, those are all my highlights, you know, uh, uh, things that caught my attention, that that, that raised my eyebrows. Uh, uh, I, th- I think that was it for me. Yeah. The last thing I, I thought of was, um, well, part of it is with Franklin's mom. So, you know, she loses her job. She gets fired by the racist boss that she's had that Franklin didn't like anyway. Uh, but she's, you know, upset. Um, she challenged him and he basically threw her to the curb and she's worrying about money. Franklin throws some money on the table and she says she don't want his reefer money. She still thinks he's getting money from, <laughs> from, from the weed. She um, thinks he's playing softball, but he's playing hardball. <laughs> you don't know. Right. But she's, you know, they show her at the end thinking about everything. So it's setting the stage of where moms may end up sort of buying into what's what's going on with the family. Um, I guess we'll we'll see in the next season how that develops. But um, yeah, that's a that's a tough, you know, a tough spot to be in for everybody. And um, some tough decisions got to got to get made. for sure. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, shoot, man. I mean, any, you know, we're going to come back in season two. I mean, I think as a whole, um, you know, it was a, it was a pretty good first season. Um, obviously a lot of things that, uh, you know, could have been done differently and more accurately. Um, but uh, they definitely – they must have known they were coming back for a second season by this point because they, they kind of end with so many, you know, kind of open-ended things um, that you kind of know there's got to be something more that's, that's going to happen in the story because it's still really, you know, really early on. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking about only only two kilos, so. 
You know, the yeah. last time they, they give us a number on the drugs is just two kilos. I wish they would have had them some dates and times. I mean, you know, some dates in there so we didn't know what year it was that, that they're talking about. It, it would have been definitely uh, an easier way to match the numbers up with the times. Yeah, I think we can look that up. I think some of that information is, is online. Um, I, I want to say 86, but I don't know for sure. If that's what, I think it might be earlier. 83 84 uh that this is going on but we'll have to check that out so um well yeah let's um i guess let's wrap up for 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 the week um we look forward to coming back and jumping into season two with everybody um be interesting to see you know where things go and what new characters come into play and uh new developments and uh in the meantime we're gonna start figuring out about this uh Freeway Danilo one on one, you know, that needs to happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Put it together, Dad. You know, you always putting stuff together. Let's put it together. You, you too. I mean, you both. We got a few things we're working on now. So, uh, yes, yes. Let's keep it pushing. So, all right, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Um, after the snow, breakbeat media. Um, to what Rick said earlier, I want to make sure you guys have our social medias. Uh, mine is at the real Dave Mays. If you have any ideas, comments, questions, please uh, DM on Instagram uh, for me and uh, Rick to share share yours as well. Yeah, you can get me at Freeway Rick on uh, Instagram and Freeway Rick Ross on Facebook and Freeway Rick on Twitter. Hit me up. I want to hear from y'all. Let us know what we're doing. That's what's up. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.